0: From exploring the rich culture and history, to discussing the challenges and joys of immigrating to a new country, this podcast offers a thoughtful and engaging look at life in the Western Balkans. An Englishman in the Balkans podcast with David Bailey. Welcome to the first episode of the 2023 season of the podcast. If you're a first-time listener, I'm David Bailey, an Englishman in the Balkans. I've lived in the northwest of Bosnia and Herzegovina for over 20 years, and this podcast is all about telling stories from this small, heart-shaped but often misunderstood country in the Western Balkans. In this episode, I go to a coffee bar in the centre of Banja Luka, the country's second city, to talk to Danilo Bosnich. Danilo is a tour guide. We discussed the difficulties and negative perceptions this country has, but also how a focused slow tourism plan can really improve how Bosnia and Herzegovina is viewed as a future top travel destination. If you would like to support the podcast, either consider subscribing to our blog, the link is in the show notes, or maybe buying us a coffee or two. Thanks in advance.
1: You're listening to An Englishman in the Balkans. I'm Danilo Bosnich, I'm 25 years old and for 5 years I've been doing this job as a tour guide. Uh, I'm a history student, just about to finish my studies to graduate and when I started doing this job I simply enjoyed it because I look myself as an ambassador here when the tourists came. Since I was a child, I, uh, my mother was working for uh, 10 years in a big travel agency. She was the director of the agency and since I was the kid I was going there to her job. And I started liking it. Traveling, being with people, communicating. And simply, I one day, five years ago, I saw the, it was in the press. They were conducting uh, training for the, for the travel guides, and I joined. I passed the exam, and now I'm doing this job for five years.
0: What was the training like back then? Because I, I've never really appreciated that guides undergo training. It's always seemed to me to be the person that had so much passion, they, they just mm-hmm. had to do it. But you actually underwent training.
1: Yeah, we had it for a month. In the government of Republic of Srpska, the Ministry of uh, of Tourism and Trade, it consists of various activities and uh, small exams, including geography, the Constitution of Republic of Srpska, history, and also guiding the tour, hosting it.
0: What was it like that first tour when you were, you know? You were younger than you are now. Um, There you are, as anybody would know, starting a new job. It's it's quite frightening, to be honest. Can you remember what the feeling was on that first job when you finally met some
1: tourists who wanted to find out about your home city? It was really scary for me, to be honest. Uh, I had a group, uh, I think 10 women, they were from Croatia and they were here for two days. And it was funny because they wanted a reservation in a cafe and they wanted live music. And I took them in a famous bar here. The music was excellent, but they didn't like it. They wanted to go uh, to uh, folk, to a folk bar. So (laughs) later on, they went to listen some accordion and things like that, but it was really funny. And now when I go back and I see uh, how much my approach approved, it's really funny to see it.
0: What do you do different now then? Let's say I, I, I turned up, I know nothing about Vanyaluka, we'll talk about that in a minute, about why Luca, but you know, I turn up and you say, what do you want to see? And I say, I don't know, just show me something. What? What immediately comes to mind for you these days?
1: Uh, people like to hang out. Uh, especially here in Ghost, Good Host. we are specialised for uh, solo travellers and those who come as a couple. And it is much more uh, different than you have uh, a bus or a double-decker. It is a completely different way of tourism. Because you spend uh, more intimate time with smaller group and they get to know you better and you have a chance to meet up with those guys and I like working in smaller groups because it is much more relaxing, you can adjust yourself and when you are doing this job you need to be also a kind of psychologist because I need to know what you want If you are into cultures, we will go to a museum. If you like uh, going out, we will go out to a bar, search out the food, the local food, which is really delicious, you know, also. In a way, would you say that
0: not only your personal approach to it, but good hosts' uh, approach to it is one of the few, maybe I'm wrong, but one of the few, if any, you might be the only, that sees the benefit in slow tourism rather than what I call quick fire tourism which is what we've been used to before the pandemic, it's like go to Greece, you see 20 things in 3 days, Uh, you don't really appreciate anything and what you get at the end of it maybe is a a good number of Instagram pictures, but you're exhausted and you didn't really find anything at all about the country. So are you more a slow tourism?
1: Definitely, definitely. The name itself uh, says good, Domaci, good host. And that is our main motto, being just a simple good host to our tourists. Why? Because uh, at the end, when they go to the airport, they will say, I don't know there was last week there was a group from Berlin and they they said oh it was wonderful we will say it to or all, all our friends to come to visit to Pana Luka. because most people who come here in Bosnia, especially in Pana Luka, they have some prejudice about the our past, our way of living. And here we are at the Good Host to Change It to make us slow tourism destination and I really think that Banja Luka and the whole Bosnia is an unpolished gem. It certainly will in 5-10 years it will be a magnificent top destination.
0: You know I've met more than a few people that have said the following things to me when I've asked them why Banja Luka. One of the most stark answers uh, from somebody that I showed around in my limited capacity was well, I was in Sarajevo and, and everybody kept saying, "Why do you want to go there? Don't go, don't go, don't go." So much so that it stimulated this guy and his family to say, "If I keep saying don't go there, why?" So they jumped in a car and came here and had an experience that has actually changed their view. You stumbled on the fact just now, and it was very, I'm very pleasantly surprised to hear it. This part of Bosnia-Herzegovina has got, and we can't lie about it, really, really negative perceptions from, out, from both within the country and outside the country. As a, a Luka boy, and I, don't, I know you're 25, but to me, you're younger, right? But as a Luka guy, how does it feel when you have to have in the back of your mind what are their perceptions of what I am? What are their perceptions of my home city? What are their perceptions of, of my culture how, how do you cope with that? Does, do you just have to swallow it up or do you try and get them to embrace what you, your city, and your culture is all about?
1: I always try to embrace them, to, to, to make them to hear a different story, a different approach, to hear our side of the story. But I had those situations, sadly, when people come here with a lot of prejudice and they think that they're right. But that's tourism, I mean, But it must hurt you personally. Yeah, yeah. I don't like when people are close-minded and when they don't want to hear any advices, any stories. But most of the tourists are open-minded and neat and it's an enjoyment to work with them because our culture is much more different than, for example, the West European one. And when people come here, If they are relaxed and if they enjoy being here, it is a new experience for them. Especially for the Asians. We had a lot of tourists from Asia. They enjoyed in our nature, they enjoyed the food, they enjoyed being with our people.
0: Who has the most negative perceptions? Is it the Western Europeans and maybe the North Americans? Or is it, let's say, the new generation of tourists here? I've got to take a pause quickly because Tamara said, don't ever say that because when she was young, when it was the former Yugoslavia, she said you wouldn't have believed the city, there were people from Egypt, from Africa, from all the non-aligned nations, which Yugoslavia was the, the creator of, and she said we were so multi it's unbelievable. Yeah. But you have to say, Danila, when you look around at the moment, it's not as multicultural as some places, but who do you think has the lesser um, negative perceptions, um, visitors of, let's say, Asia, the Indian subcontinent, Indonesia, or is it the Western Europeans and North Americans? I
1: think mostly w- West Europeans and those who are a little bit older. The new gera- generations, they don't care. They come mostly open-minded here, they just want to enjoy, they usually spend a weekend here. They're, they're really nice to work with them. And that's another topic, the, the staying over the weekend. I think uh, that it is really impossible to see everything here in just two days. That's the average here, one and a half nights spent in Banyaluca. We need to improve that. How are you going to do that? We, uh, I mean, that's, a, real, that's, a, that's a sharp yeah. question to ask yeah, you yeah. off the top of your head. But you have been thinking about that.. Yeah, before. definitely. How can, you,
0: how, can you, how can you get people to want to stay longer?
1: First of all we need to promote better our destination and at the Good host, we have packages for three and four nights and there is a funny story I have read some British travel chronicles who were here 100 years ago and they went to the, the, the sole one hotel here that was in that period that is Hotel Bosna and everybody was there asking them why did you came here there is nothing to see there and our mentality is still the same. They are The locals think that that here it is boring, that they have nothing to do, but if you ask them if they were on the Dayak boat, they weren't. 90% of inhabitants here didn't have a, a ride on the Dayak.
0: I have to interrupt at the moment. The Dayak, by the way, is the symbol of the city. It's a flat-bottom type of punt boat that goes up and down the River Verbas. You have to go and see it. But you're saying that they talk about we have this, but they've never experienced it themselves. Yeah. So... In a way, Danilo, like this, a beautiful mountain range, there's a, a national park, what, 40 kilometers away from the, the river? The, 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 yeah, there's the Kozura mountain range, right? Would it be fair to say that a lot of people in Banjuluka have
1: never been on the Kozura? Definitely, they haven't been on Bainberdo, which is a hill here nearby the city, which has an awesome hiking track, which has a beautiful monument at the top, which was uh, made in 1965 to celebrate ten, 20 years of the victory in the Second World War. I mean, there is really a lot of things to do and to visit, not just in the city, but near the city, like especially Krupa on the Vrbas. Uh, I would also suggest going here on the river because the, I don't know if there are as many rivers like Vrbas who are suitable for the water activities. Banja Luka is the only uh, city in the world who has hosted two world championships in the rafting.
0: While we're talking about sport, by the way, Bani Luka will have its first ATP two fifty uh, competition soon. I didn't realise but what just while we digress, that Diego Schwarzman and all these up and come, all these famous tennis players used to be here every year at a tennis co- competition. And of course next year we're gonna be hosting yes, a interna- big one yeah an international one. It it strikes me that's really weird that a lot of the negativity towards tourism is, is from city dwellers themselves rather than outside. Would you say that?
1: Definitely. I would really agree with you.
0: I'm passionate, as many people that know me will be aware of, about not only promoting the city near where I live, but the, the country as a whole. Um, just before the pandemic, I had this, I don't know. It, I was starting to get a bit negative myself and questioning myself, having seen what the effect of over-tourism has done to a place, for example, like Venice. You know, Venice was a top visitor destination. The pandemic came and all of a sudden you could see fish again in, in the canals. The, the locals didn't have to pay 4 euros for a loaf of bread anymore. They could pay, <laughs> you know, 50 euro cents because everything was raised because of tourism. They could walk their streets and not have to be bumped into by coach load and cruiser load of people coming in. Do you think we're going to have to accept that as we make this a top visitor generation, uh, 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 destination, sorry, that we're going to have to have a period of time where we might have more tourists than we might be comfortable with? Or do you think there is a way that we could balance that?
1: If it happens, we would definitely need to change our mindset because in the branch of tourism and restaurants and gastronomy, when people start to get some money to be successful, they change their approach, which is a wrong way to do. The quality then is lower and lower, the prices are higher, and we could do, I mean, in our agency, we could do commercial things just to, to, to be like two hours, we are done, and it, was it good, it was good, and that's it, but we want the, uh, to create memories for our guests a unique experience why because as i said i see myself as an ambassador of my town of my country and i enjoy being in the company with people who are happy to be here to to share the moment to share the experience i started enjoying in the nature uh, at the moment since uh, i started being a tourist guide because there was for example last month there was a woman from singapore and she was always still <laughs> taking photos she was like i'm sorry but i don't have that in singapore i don't have any nothing is green there and we went to uh, Greben near the Krupa monastery and we took a little hike and it was really beautiful the colours, the, the autumn and the springtime here in Panyaluka is beautiful and who wants to come to Panyaluka definitely should do it, it in that period because the city is most beautiful in that period the colours are beautiful and as I said I started enjoying in the nature
0: When we talk about people coming to see Panyaluka tourists from Singapore or other Asian countries, Western Europeans as well. The people you said that came from Berlin, and then we, we touched on the fact that people from Banja Luka didn't really go and explore around their own city. You and I know this, but for for you, wherever you're listening to this, if if you don't know too much about Bosnia Herzegovina, as a result of the conflict in in the 1990s, which is 30 years ago, there is no war here. Danilo and here and I are sat here without a flak jacket on, without helmets, and nobody's going to lob a grenade through the window in a minute. It's all in the past. But as part of that, the country was made into two what they call entities. In the Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is in the opposite en- entity where we're sitting today, do you get any people from Sarajevo that come to visit, or has that never happened to you yet?
1: Rarely, rarely. And they rarely send people from Sarajevo to Banja Luka. It's mostly, the people from Sarajevo, they mostly go to Yaitse or Bihac, Martin Brod, on the Una River. But they rarely come here. We have included Sarajevo in our offer, Sarajevo, Mostar. We have some regional tours like Yaitse, Mostar, Sarajevo. We are doing it because we want to promote the whole country. If somebody is here staying for 10 days, I would suggest to him to go maybe to Yatze, why not? It's a nice day break.
0: So you've been doing this now for a good few years, and I would say, in my view, that you are one of the few tourism experts in the city. People might get in the comments below and start giving me grief for that, but I don't mind that, because if you want to make any comments at all, it means you have been listening and you've got questions. If you were given the job tomorrow of being the one person in the Republic of Srpska, not only to, to reinvigorate Banja Luka tourism, but to reinvigorate the tourism for the Republic of Srpska. And there might be a whole host of things going through your mind at the moment. What would be the main thing do you think that we, I mean we both live here, what would be the one thing above all that you would change? Uh,
1: the infrastructure, definitely. Luckily with the airport, <coughs> The, with the airport doing good business, we have a lot of job now, but if the airport was closed, we would lose, it would be quite a punch for us. I would definitely do the infrastructure, but also there are a lot of small things here to improve. So the airport to you is a very important
0: part of, of the package at the moment?
1: Yeah, definitely. The airport is maybe the key stakeholder now. Because when Ryanair came, we, they brought, I think, eight destinations with them. They are good budget lines.
0: So let's look at an example. Ryanair brings in people from wherever. And you would, as a guy that knows a lot about the area, and you got someone or a group of people to stay for, let's say, three nights. What would be your dream package to offer them? What, what things would you show them in the time that they had with three nights in Banu
1: Definitely a city tour, maybe to include Dayak if it is if the weather is good, Krupa on Vrbas and uh, a visit to the Maria Star Abbey and Slatina.
0: Now that's only four things over three nights. Yeah but which, but, you, but you see the you see the value, the benefit of doing things slowly. But that must mean that you as a tour guide, the information in your head that you need to have to tell those people I mean, that's a lot of information, right?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Not only history, but some fun facts. And we always are talking with our tourists. Always. Small chit-chatting. We want to, to hear their story, why they came to they Luka, what they, expand, uh, what they uh, want to do here, what they expect to see. And we always tend to offer them the best and to be... Uh, 24 hours on their disposal whether if they have some accommodation problems if they need airport transfer if they need reservation for the nightlife everything basically
0: how do you cope with somebody that finds what you're telling them so you know like you can say okay welcome um, uh, over your three nights here we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do the other that's fine and they're going through uh, visiting one of these locations and they want to find out more and, they, and you know, maybe you can tell them the story and then it's about, I don't know, whatever happened in history and they went, well, what happened next? And you said, well, it happened in Jaitze, for example, or it happened in the Kozera, or whatever. And they say, I want to see that. Are you able to react to that and to, yeah, and to yeah, say, yeah. well, instead of going to Krupa, then tomorrow we'll go up onto the mountain. Wow. You can do that.
1: Yeah, we can. Everything. We are really flexible and that's the main characteristic of our agency to be uh, flexible
0: when we started talking today you mentioned two things one was about the Croatian ladies that came on that first trip and you said all they wanted to do was listen to music and you took them to a barn and went no we don't want this we want to have like folklore accordion music um, so music plays a great part and then you were saying about which I can testify to the food here I wanted to say it's to die for, but it's so negative, right? <laughs> but it, it, you've, just got, you've just got to
1: eat. I wanted to say, uh, regarding the food, uh, we have our rivality here in Bosnia who has the best cevapi. It's a famous dish made out of minced meat, and it is between Tranić, Sarevo and Banja Luka. I have tried them all, and I, not to be subjective but objective, I really think that we have the best cevapi here in Banja Luka. We could
0: go on and talk. Yeah, uh, we could talk forever and ever and ever. But as we finish this, can I give you an idea? What about a chivatula? What about taking people? I mean, they're going to have to. They're going to have to have stomachs to handle this, right? But do you think? I think it'd be absolutely amazing to take people from Banja Luka to Travnik to Sarajevo. And don't don't they have something in Zenica as well? Yeah, yeah Zenica's yeah, yeah.
1: also famous. So we
0: could, there could be a whole what 200 kilometer round trip or whatever it is.
1: Uh, We included a gastro tour, but only in Pana but it's a good idea. Why not to go to visit every place where good food is available.
0: Danilo, thanks for joining us today. We've been in a coffee bar, so if you've heard young ladies laughing, it is. Um, As far as I'm aware, there are more coffee bars per 100 people here um, than in Munich.
1: Yeah, around 800 of them.
0: Yeah, 800, so there's a lot of coffee bars in, in this city. So, you have to come. Uh, you have to come to Bosnia and Herzegovina as well because if you're into nature there are more waterfalls in this small country, this heart-shaped country in the middle of Southeast Europe than uh, Germany, France, Italy and Spain combined. And when you come to Banyoluka, which I thoroughly recommend, there's links to good Goodhost below. Um, he's going to get embarrassed and say, you have to edit this out. His boss is going to get so stressed with me. But what you need to do is you need to ask for Danilo. When you put in your booking, say, I'm only coming if I get Danilo as a tour guide. You will not be disappointed. Danilo, thank you very much indeed. Thank for you, David.
1: I would also invite all of your listeners to come here to Banaluca because it's really, it's really important for them to see something different. Because it will be in the next few years, Banyuluka will be a booming destination. I'm s- certain of that.
0: That's me talking to Danilo Bosnich, a tour guide with Good Host Banyuluka. To find out more about Good Host and what they can offer you if you're planning on exploring Banyuluka and its surrounding area, then check out the link in the show notes. So that's it for this first episode of 2023. Please stay safe wherever you are listening. And we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe buying us a coffee. The
0: link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again and see you next time. So that's it for this episode. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you like this podcast, then please do leave us a review or send us an email. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthbalkans.com.